everybody and welcome back to another episode of Everything with Erin. I'm back after another little hiatus. Everything just got kind of crazy, work got busy, and I procrastinated, which is something that I tend to do. And I love coming on here and being able to have these episodes and I totally kick myself when I don't post them, but we're back. Hopefully we'll be consistent queens, but I'm not quite sure. We're just going to have to see how it goes and stop putting pressure on myself for it. But I wanted to catch up on what the hell else has been going on over the last couple of months. The last time I feel like there was so much that I didn't even get into so much of like what I've been reading, what I've been listening to, podcasts, any movies or shows or things like that, that I just really am dying to share. So I thought we could get into that a little bit in this episode. Before that, I just want to say that the since the last time I recorded, I think um, was Victoria's wedding, which was so fun. One of my best best friends in the whole world um, got married in September and it was literally the best night ever. It was so fun and we're just anxiously awaiting for those pictures and videos because I just want to relive it all over again. It was so awesome and I feel like that's the biggest thing that's been going on. I had a really big thing happen for work which was really nice and great to have kind of over with and yeah, we've just been kind of enjoying fall. It is officially October and the leaves are changing here in New England and it's just lovely. So we haven't really done any major fall activities, I want to say. Haven't done the apple picking yet. We did just book a haunted trail to do next weekend. Um, But yeah, we're just kind of getting in the spooky fall spirit but we still have plenty of time because it's just the first week of October right now. And yeah, so other than that, um, not a whole lot going on over here, but I wanted to kind of first dive in with some of the shows that I've been watching lately. I do feel like I've had a little bit of a lull with TV shows, maybe because I've been reading a lot, which honestly I'm not really complaining about because... I have a reading goal that I set for myself on Goodreads and it's pretty hefty. I have gold myself to read 30 books this year and right now I think I'm at 12. I I might I can't know. I can't remember if I'm on my 12th or my 13th book. I think I might, might be on my 12th book right now. So, we got a lot of work to do between now and the end of the year. I really hope I can do it, but I got to kind of put in the work for that. So the shows that I did watch this summer were really, um, it was really Love Island, honestly. That was kind of it. Um, Season eight of Love Island. Season eight? Yeah, season eight of Love Island UK. Um, As you know, massive Love Island UK girly. I will say though that this season was kind of a dud for me, honestly. Like this cast had no chemistry. They definitely brought the drama, but they had absolutely no chemistry. It just, I didn't buy into like any of the couples a lot, even though for the first time, I feel like in a long time, there were a lot of couples going into the finale that were like actually strong couples, you could argue. But yeah, I just kind of like didn't really care. (laughs) I think that's terrible, but I just... I wasn't obsessed with any of them specifically. 
Um, normally I feel like I end up being like obsessed with at least one couple that I like would die for. And I end up like just wanting to see them win and see them kind of go on after the show. And I honestly couldn't care less about most of these couples. So happy with the winners. Uh, it took me way too long. I never ended up watching it live. I just really ended up watching it on Hulu. Took me so long. I don't know how I didn't have it spoiled for me, but even up until when I was watching the finale, I still had no idea. And I think it was like a month after it finished airing. So that was kind of shocking. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I would recommend this season. Definitely not as a first season to watch for Love Island UK. My suggestions for your first season are always going to be seasons three or five or six or four, kind of in that order, I would say. Um, season, I would say season five is probably my favorite. And yeah, other than that, um, Bake Off is back, the Great British Baking Show or Bake Off if you're in the UK. I hope I have UK listeners. That would be really fucking cool. But that came back, just the coziest, most amazing, most wonderful show on the planet. I am thoroughly obsessed and I've watched every season multiple times and I am a little bit behind though. I think I have one episode to catch up on. But it is just the coziest, most peaceful show that you could watch. If you're looking for something that is not going to stress you out, it's just going to bring you joy and happiness, highly recommend. It airs in the UK on Tuesdays, and then we get it here on Fridays on Netflix. It's episodic, so you're not going to get the whole season at once, but I would rather have it episode by episode because... Otherwise, I'm going to get it spoiled for me. Last season was so good. That was probably one of my favorites in a long time. And I hope that this season is similar. Like, I just loved all the people in last season. It was so good. Yeah, I need to watch that. Maybe I'll watch that tonight before I go to sleep. But it is, that's such a good show. I have not watched House of Dragon. I know that that's kind of like all the rage right now. That's probably the biggest show that everyone's watching between that and tell me lies is that what it's called I think that's on Hulu I haven't watched that either I honestly have no idea what that's even about but I've not watched House of Dragon I did watch Game of Thrones I did really like it but I don't get like obsessed with it I don't know I watched it I enjoyed it as a show and that was kind of it like I never feel like re-watching it really if it's on like Ari re-watches it a lot I enjoy it but I'm not like dying to watch House of Dragon I like knowing what's going on I listen to a podcast that will do like recaps and Connor and Ari are always talking about it and so I feel like I know what's going on and I know the characters and you know how the story's moving along but beyond that I I don't know I don't think it's for me (laughs) that's and that's okay um the new season of the Kardashians is out season two definitely has a different vibe from season one and it's a sad vibe honestly it is so sad I also am behind on this I have one episode to watch and then by the time this podcast comes out there's gonna be another episode so I've actually only seen the first episode of this season but it's so sad poor Chloe she is just going through it it is so heartbreaking to watch someone go through such like a deeply personal and traumatic time in their lives and have 
you know, the act of like what all this has happened to her, like happen. And that's super painful. But I think also for her, the even bigger kind of layer on top of all that is like the public's perception of her and how, you know, like, why did you stay with Tristan and and all that bullshit? And like, that breaks my heart even more that it's like the public scrutiny and like the public opinion of her is like what I think honestly is like bringing her down the most and that's just really hard to watch honestly like through every scene of her talking with her sisters and her confessionals like she just looks so so like depressed and it's just really awful and really sad to see it's like times like these that I'm like grateful that they film and show their lives because it's like we're not relatable but I feel like everyone can relate to going through really really hard times that aren't obviously exactly like this but on the other hand I'm like this poor woman like does she really need to be doing this like I want her to just like say fuck it and just like go enjoy her life and like not worry about the public's opinion of her and just like just like get out of the limelight if she doesn't want it like it's just it's too much on a person's mental health and I think that this is like a perfect example of that and it's just really sad so I'm interested to see what happens with the rest of the season I have no idea honestly I hate to say this but the trailer didn't like look that great like I'll watch them like read like a dictionary like I don't care I am fascinated and like obsessed with anything that they do but the trailer was not bringing the drama but I do have to say that whoever is in charge of the music for this show is killing it I am so obsessed with like the cinematography and the music that goes along with it it's so amazing and like that makes or breaks a show And if you ever watched Entourage, they had the best music. And I know that if Ari is listening to this, she's going to be like, but you never listened to that episode of the Entourage podcast where they brought in the guy who was in charge of the music. I know I do have it saved on my Spotify to listen to, but I just have not got around to it. I do want to listen to that though. But I feel like there's so many shows that I've watched in the past that have made me find artists and like love them. And this isn't obviously like a true example with the Kardashians because I feel like they do use some popular music but if there's a song that's in an an episode I will that I like I will go and find it and like become obsessed with it and I've kind of done that recently which with that um that Fletcher song it's called healing is that what it's called I'm obsessed I'm literally obsessed I've been listening to it nonstop, but like so many shows that I've seen in the past have been the like catalyst for me finding and becoming obsessed with artists like One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl. Um, I don't even know, like what else? Entourage? Maybe not really, but they just did such a good job of like putting music to scenes, which is like so sick and like fun to watch. But yeah, so um Kardashians I almost said crawdads because I'm about to talk about books but um the Kardashians um yeah we'll just see what happens the rest of the season but I'm just I know that we should be over it by now but like I want to know the name of Kylie's baby and like we're not entitled to it 
but I'm just so curious. and <laughs> I just really want to know the name. And it's like bothering me that we don't have it, even though it's like, it shouldn't bother me, but it is, it is bothering me. Like, I don't really care so much about like what Chloe's son's name is because we haven't known about him for that long. But I feel like if in six months we still don't have his name, I'm going to be like, what the fuck is his name? So yeah, that's, um, that's my feelings about the Kardashians. I also want to chat with you about books that I've been reading over the summer. Like I said, I have a hefty reading goal. I have actually read a lot of books this summer, which I'm pretty impressed with myself. I feel like the winter and the summer are like my two strongest reading periods. I'm trying to, to carry that into the fall, but it's it's not usually how it goes for me, but I'm like really, really trying to, to keep up with the books. Um, so one of the first books that I read this summer was... I think it was in July, the end of July, I read Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Ng. I'm not going to remember the name of all the authors because I did not write that down, but I do know that one. And, you know, I read this book um, after I saw Liz reading it when we were in Hawaii. And I now realize that she never actually recommended it to me. I just saw that she was reading it and I thought, oh, you know what? That's on my want to reads list on Goodreads. Um, I should probably read that because she's reading it. So it must be good. And I, in fact, hated this book so deeply. I think I gave it two stars on Goodreads and it absolutely dragged out so long. It took me, it felt like it took me longer, probably ended up taking me two weeks to read it, but holy shit, I could not get through this book. It was so slow. I never read Little Fires Everywhere, which she also wrote, but I did watch the show and I hated the show so much. Um, Basically, the book is about a girl who is found dead literally the very, very beginning. I think that's also in the summary, so I swear I'm not spoiling anything, but it's, she's found dead, and I really thought based off of the summary that it was going to be like a mystery book, and I was like down for the mystery, but it ended up being a lot more about like the family dynamics around her death and like reflecting on their relationship with her, and it was really sad the only part that I liked and appreciated from the book was that it was from the perspective or the family that's in the book is an Asian American family. And I found that very interesting because it was a lot of just kind of like cultural experiences. And I also think that the book was set to take place in like the 80s or something. So that was pretty interesting, like especially with the parents talking about how they grew up around a lot of racism. And other than that, Um, I didn't get anything out of the book. I did not enjoy it. Probably would never recommend it to somebody. Um, but my sister really loved it. So take that for what it's worth. She is a great book recommend, recommendator, but, uh, no, I did not. I did not like this book. Um, after that, I read Where the Crawdads Sing, which I cannot believe I haven't read that before. It was so good. I was really worried that it was going to be kind of like overly hyped because obviously everybody kind of read this book like what, two, three years ago. And I remember when Ari read it and she loved it. And I remember we were in Clearwater, we were on vacation and I just, I don't know why, I just never read it. And I finally did this summer and it was so good. I loved that book so much. Honestly, I would maybe credit that with one of my favorite books that I've ever read. And I have not seen the movie yet. 
I love Daisy Edgar Jones though. Totally pictured her as Kaya the entire time that I was reading it because the trailer had already come out and I still have to see that. I really want to see it in theaters. I don't know if it's still in theaters, but that's a movie that I would like really enjoy seeing in theaters and not like just watching at home. So I highly recommend that if you haven't read that already, it's very, very good. After that, I read Hotel Nantucket. I needed like a lighter book because both of those were a little bit heavy, <laughs> but um, Hotel Nantucket by Ellen Hildebrand. I read this. It was her summer book that came out in June. She writes one that comes out pretty much every summer. And I really liked this book. I really did not like her book last summer, which was Golden Girl. I know some people really, really loved it. It was not my vibe. And Hotel Nantucket was actually very good. It all took place at um, the hotel. They call it the Hotel Nantucket, but I think it's really based off of the Nantucket Hotel in Nantucket. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of from the perspective of like the guests who were staying there, some of the staff, and also like a ghost that haunts the hotel. And you like learn about the death of that woman and the hotel is haunted and it's like a lot of history and it was really really good I liked that book a lot and after that I read Every Summer After which is just such a good book oh I just highly recommend this I can't remember who wrote it but I feel like this book totally like popped off this summer and was so so popular it was this author's first book that she's ever written which is just so amazing to see because she had amazing success from this. I want them to make it into a movie. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm remembering it, <laughs> I remember reading this book and for some reason I had convinced myself that there was a Netflix movie about this book. And so much so that the moment that I finished the book, I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to watch the movie. This is going to be so good. And I went on to Netflix and looked it up and like was looking it up on Google and there was no movie. I don't know why I thought that. I think it was the font of the book looked really similar to me um, as a font that I had seen on like a Netflix, like a new Netflix movie. And I just kind of like told myself that they were the same thing, which they were not. Um, but this book was so good. It like takes place over a long period of time, like all these different summers of this girl growing up and her relationship with like her neighbors. And oh, it's just... It's a great love story. It's a great, just great book overall. Highly recommend. I think Victoria's reading it right now, so I will not give anything away in case she's listening. And after this, I read One Italian Summer by Rebecca Surley or Surly. I loved this book. She also wrote the book in five years that I read earlier this year. And I really enjoyed that. They're both very interesting. And I I really kind of appreciate how different she writes in terms of like the storylines because basically the book One Italian Summer is about this woman who at the very, very beginning of the book, her mother has just passed away. She's an only child and she just has her parents and her husband and her mom was like her whole world and they were just best friends, super, super close. Her mom was like the best mom ever. And she's devastated, obviously, by the loss of her mother. And right after her mom passes away, they are scheduled to go on a vacation to Italy because the main character 
I cannot remember her name, but the main character um, had bought her mother for her 60th birthday tickets to go to Portofino in Italy to kind of like relive this summer that she had had there as a young woman and she had always talked about it to her daughter and they were going to kind of like relive that time together and she was going to get to like experience it like through her mom and her mom was like so excited to take her and all the stuff so once this woman's mother passes away she kind of has this like existential crisis of like who am I if my mom's not alive like it's just it's really really sad and so in the end she decides to go on this trip without her mom she goes alone and I mean this is like probably in the first like 15 20 pages of the book so I'm really not giving anything away but in the time that she's there like she gets there and she basically like sees her mom there and the book basically takes place between not knowing if the mom is like in the present day or like if she's hallucinating her mom being there or anything but she basically meets her mother as a young woman and she gets to experience her mom's summer of being in Portofino with her and it's just really cool and I really like her books they have twists in them and I just I really 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 liked this book I would highly recommend it it is a summary book I mean it's October but you do you if you're going on vacation or something highly recommend after this I read a book that was a flop um I was in my flop era with my books because I picked my first book club book and we got to talk about it because I don't remember if I sat on here or if I just kept talking about it in my vlogs but I do have a book club my friends and some family and I have a book club and um I was in charge of uh picking the first book and I picked it because <laughs> this is so funny actually the story came out while we had book club of how this book was picked and it's really funny but I picked the book my name is memory by Amber Shears and I was an Amber Shears girly in middle school obsessed with sister of the traveling pants the movies and the books and in sixth grade in computer class when we were writing our letters to a celebrity you know Leah wrote hers to Adam Sandler but I wrote mine to Amber Shears and I do not remember if she sent me anything back, but, uh, yeah, I was obsessed with her. I was the girl that wrote a letter to an author instead of a celebrity, <laughs> but, um, this book, uh, was terrible and, you know, I, I'm really proud of myself that I'm able to say that because I am a person who does not take criticism very well sometimes and I'm struggling to even say that, um, but I can be super defensive. My family and my friends will be the first ones to tell you that. But I can fully admit that I did not like this book and it was not that good. It took me fucking forever it felt like to read it. But in reality, I actually procrastinated reading it for so long that I read it in basically 48 hours because I was still reading it up until two hours before book club was happening. And everybody... Uh, for the most part did not like the book or they didn't read it so I think I think Liz ended up liking it but what was so funny is I said to her I, it, when we were having book club I was like you know the only reason why I picked this book is because I saw that you listed it as a want to read on Goodreads if you can't 
tell already by this episode, I'm absolutely obsessed with Goodreads. But, and if you don't know what Goodreads is, it is basically um, an app and an online website where you can track your books that you read and also like your books that you want to read and books you've read. It's fucking awesome. I'm obsessed. It's probably my favorite app, honestly. But I had said to Liz, um, I only picked this book because you had listed it as a want to read on Goodreads. And I had read the description and I was like, oh my God, this sounds so interesting. <laughs> like what a great book to pick for book club. And she was like, oh my God, Erin, I clicked that book by accident. She was like, probably right after you saw that, I undid that and clicked on the book that I had meant to list as a want to read. She was like, I've like literally had no intention of reading that. And I was like, oh my God. Well, it led us there. The next book that um, is one that Liz picked actually, and it's Shutter Island. And I have to say, I'm scared to read that. Um... <laughs> I am not a girl who likes scary movies, who likes being scared. Um, and so this is going to be interesting. I don't think I've ever actually read like a scary book. So I am starting that soon. Our book club's not meeting till the end of the month. So I do have some time. I'm hoping to squeeze in a book in between because, you know, trying to hit that reading goal. So I would love to read more than one book this month and read two or th three, you know, maybe, but I've never seen the Shutter Island movie. I do feel like if I thought hard enough about it, I could remember, I think there's a twist. Is Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie? Mm, I feel like he is. I do also remember, um, when I was in nursing school, I, I didn't graduate as a nurse. I'm not a nurse, but I did go to, to three years of nursing school. When I was in my third year of nursing school, I did um, a psychiatric uh, like rotation and the place where I did my psych rotation was where they filmed part of Shutter Island and it was um, absolutely terrifying building and I'm not going to like name drop it, but uh, uh, those halls, they still haunt me. I'm not going to lie. Um, anyways, after I read uh, the book club book, for last month for September, I read a book that I was a little bit of a challenge for me uh, mentally. This was Jeanette McCurdy's memoir. Uh, I'm, it's called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And I really wanted to read this because I heard such good things about it. I listened to her podcast episode on Armchair Expert. And I just knew that she had like a really interesting uh, story to tell. And I had heard a lot about how she wrote the book and like the way that the book is written because it's written from the first person. It's obviously a memoir, but it's not like a reflective memoir in the sense that it almost reads as if you're reading like her journal entries from when she's a kid. It doesn't have dates on it or anything, but it's told from the perspective of how she was at that age. And so when I was explaining this to Ari, I used the example of like when she's young and she's developing OCD, she thinks that the inner voices in her head is the Holy Spirit. And like it just, she, you know, completely thinks that the Holy Spirit's talking to her, is telling her, you know, tap this button five times or else your whole family's going to die kind of thing. And I just, I thought that was really interesting because it 
probably was really kind of healing for her to like write it from that perspective because there's so many things that she's like oh I didn't I didn't I don't know it's like it's like you're in the mind of a child and I just think that that's really interesting and and then obviously you grow up with her while you're reading the book but um yeah it was really really good it was very kind of like heavy and I'm gonna list all the trigger warnings um for reading that book honestly there's a lot in there um a lot of abuse all different types pretty much every different type of abuse that you can imagine um and yeah it was really really good but um yeah I would recommend it if you like memoirs and you don't feel like you'd be triggered by by anything in that book I would recommend it I read it fairly quickly I read it in like a week it was really really like easy to continue reading I feel like until I stopped reading it I wasn't like oh, this is really heavy or like, this is hard to read. Like when I was reading it, she writes it in such like a light way and like a, almost like in a comedic way. And when I would stop reading, I'd be like, whoa, like, I can't believe I just read that or something. Um, but yeah, it was very good. I really, really enjoyed that. So what I'm reading right now is Lessons in Chemistry. And I have no idea who wrote this book, but I am uh, I literally just started it tonight, but I am hoping to read some more once I finish recording this and I have to finish that before I start Shutter Island. So hopefully I can finish this book like by the middle of next week and then we'll just see where the reading journey takes us. Um, but yeah, get a good reads if you haven't already. Highly recommend. And you know what? That's about it. I was going to talk a little bit about podcasts that I've been loving, but there's really nothing super new besides things that I haven't told you guys already about. So thank you for listening to this episode. I really, really hope that I will be back next week and won't completely give up on this project. So thank you for listening. Um, you can follow me at Erin Ida Murphy on Instagram or and or you can follow the podcast at everything with Aaron pod on Instagram as well. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully I'll see you next week, but you know what? No promises. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.